It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Get back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. This thing is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. JMV, thank you for joining us. Happy holidays to you. With Christmas coming up on the horizon, Christmas Eve tomorrow, Christmas Day on Saturday, you've got the Cardinals and the Colts coming up on Saturday night, 5.30. Colts pregame huddle with me, Bill Brooks, and the Goreman take you to countdown to kickoff. That's Matt, Rick, and Lara. And then game time from Glendale, Arizona, coming up on Saturday night. As we always do on Colts Happy Hour, we start with truth or trash. Here's the question. The Colts will run for 200-plus yards Saturday night against the Cardinals. Truth or trash? Now, Arizona, middle of the pack against the run this season. 27th in yards per carry, allowing four and a half per rush. In the season opener, they held Derrick Henry, and we talked about this a little bit earlier with their guy from Arizona. Uh, In check, uh, as far as rushing yards were concerned, uh, they also kept the Browns to just 73 rushing yards before games where they've kind of fallen off, allowing the Jags to go for a buck 60. I think Detroit went for around 130 last week with a 100-yard rusher against the Cardinals in that embarrassing loss at Ford Field. Truth of trash, 200-plus seems like a lot. We'll see where your head might be with that. Truth of trash at JMV, 1070. Also, Matt Taylor is with us, the voice of the Colts. And thoughts from the head coach, Frank Reich and Matt right now. Matt. Thank you, JMV. It's time now for the head coach's report with Frank Reich, and the Colts are getting ready to face off against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we get into that game, Coach, this week an NFL high seven Colts players were named to the Pro Bowl. How does it feel to be the head coach of the team that has the most NFL All-Stars on it this season? Well, it feels great. I'm so proud of those guys and happy for them. You know, the Pro Bowl is a big deal because it's voted on by your, you know, by your peers amongst, you know, the fans and mm-hmm. everybody else as well. But it, it's a big deal. It's really a big deal to the guys. You know, we all know that ultimately our, our main goal is a team goal, but i um, really happy for the players who got selected. Yeah, you delivered the message to those guys at practice this week. What was it like to give the message to Kenny Moore, guy that makes his first Pro Bowl this season after putting up some deserving seasons in the past, but gets the nod here for the first time? Yeah, those, that was a special moment. I think, you know, it was special to all the guys on the team because everybody wanted that for Kenny and know that he's deserved it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was a fun moment. All right, you're going to be down some players this week who landed on the COVID list. And we've talked about this before, dating back to last season. How tough is it from your angle as the head coach to pivot on a short notice like this, plug guys into the lineup when you find out guys aren't going to be available to play in the game due to the NFL's COVID rules? Yeah, I mean, you just you got to go with the flow. I mean, on one hand, you know, it's it's you know, you think to yourself, you're holding your breath, hoping nobody else tests positive. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, we talk to the team and we just say, hey, guys, this it's it's bound to happen. It's going to happen. It's a virus. So everyone on this team has to be ready to go. Arizona up next, and you coached out there for one year in 2012 before moving on to the Chargers. What do you remember about your one year with the Cardinals, coach? I mean, really good organization, um, and very happy. You know that uh, they got things going. I, I, I had a, I enjoyed my year out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so just feel, I feel you know Mr. Bidwell is very very nice ownership. Um, Steve Kime, the general manager, I thought was top notch, a top notch guy who I got to know pretty well in the one year I was there. So happy for him and and how they've turned that team around. This is the first time the Colts have ever played a game on Christmas. What's the attitude of the team this week and, and the challenge of having to travel across the country and play on Christmas and be away from family on both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to go on a business trip, if you will? Yeah, I mean, I really don't think the guys are so locked in. You know, mm-hmm. they understand what's at stake. And besides that, when we're stretching, there's a little Christmas music playing. Um, <laughs> once that stretch is over, it just feels like a, a normal practice day. And that's really the mindset we have to do. You know, we can't, you know, we can't be distracted. Um, we know this is important. We're at a spot where we got to take advantage of the opportunity that we have. That's Frank Reich with us, the head coach of the Colts. And the Colts defense has played at a very high level in these last two games. The shutout against Houston and then only 17 points to a team that was averaging 27 per game in New England. Coach, what are you most impressed by with your defense here late in the season? Just the consistency of, of what they're doing, of what they're doing, um, the, the playmaking um, you know, being good in all phases, you know, being good at stopping the run, being good on the back end in the pass, mm-hmm. really being effective, uh, you know, being effective from top to bottom and being good situationally. Um, it, it's, it's been the improvement. Yeah, the Cardinals come into this game 10-4, and four, but they've dropped their last two, and the Colts obviously don't see Arizona, but just once every four years, they're a balanced team. They're top 10 in both points scored and points allowed. What are the hallmarks of this Cardinals team guided by young head coach Cliff Kingsbury? On offense, they're very, you know, they're spread offense. You know, they got a very talented and unique and elite quarterback in Kyler Murray who can do some special things and they spread the ball around and their offense is spread out and, you know, you really got to they, – they can go, and they do a lot of no huddle, so you got to be able to keep pace with that. You know, on defense, they're very multiple. Vance Joseph does a nice job with their defense. You know, they mix it up. They're a heavy pressure team. You know, they like to pressure. They like to play multiple personnel groups, multiple fronts. So you got you got to be ready for everything. Hey, you talk about Kyler Murray being very gifted. Does he have, in your eyes, a lot of similarities to Lamar Jackson, a guy that you've already played once this season? Is there any carryover in game planning for those two dual-threat quarterbacks, if you will? I do think they're both uniquely talented. They're both true, true dual-threat quarterbacks. You know, they can hurt you in the pass game. They can hurt you in the run game. And, um, and, they, blow, and they both play with a real toughness and aggressiveness um, that you need to be an elite quarterback in this league, and I, I, you know, it's it's fun to play against these guys. I mean, it's always a challenge, um, but these dual threat, these guys that are dual threat now, they they really push you to the limit. Now, one of the guys you know very well on that side of the ball will be Zach Ertz, tight end for the Cardinals. You coached with him in Philadelphia. He's one of the best receiving tight ends in the game. How does his skill set stress the defense, and, and how do you have to compensate for that? Yeah, he's just a very savvy and nifty route runner, a big-time playmaker, very close. You know, Zach's one of my favorite players of all time. We're very close, still remain close to this day. Um, yeah, he's super talented now as a route runner. Um, great hands, great instincts against zone coverage and then against man coverage. He has a unique knack of creating separation. So it'll be a good challenge for our guys. I think I think we match up pretty well against tight ends. 
you know, as far as, you know, what, what we plan on doing. So, but that'll certainly be a good, a good matchup mm-hmm. to watch during the day. All right. Then on the other side of the ball, the Cardinals defense highlighted by Chandler Jones and Marcus Gold. And those two players have combined for 20 and a half sacks on the season. From your eyes, what's the challenge that those guys pose on your offensive line this week, knowing that each player deserves uh, an equal share of the attention and pass protection this week? Yeah, well, they really do. Um, you know, and, and not just those two guys. I, I think they have several, you know, they have, I think they're good rushing. Their whole front's really good at rushing. And then their blitz packages, you know, they get those guys, they get linebackers and secondary in on it as well. So, um, but, it, but it all starts with those two defensive ends. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. both, they're, they're both excellent rushers. You know, um, you know, we'll have a good plan. Um, you know, we got to mix things up on them. Obviously, if we can run the ball, that always slows things down a little bit. You know, you got to throw some quick rhythm stuff. You got to chip and thump these guys some. So, you know, we'll just mix things up like we normally do. Indeed. All right, lastly, Coach, any other keys to this game? Anything else that stands out to you in order for the Colts to get a big win on Christmas? Certainly the turnover battle is huge because both defenses are great at turning the ball over. Obviously, our defense is number one. I believe they're number three. So, um you know, we have to win that battle. You know, our defense, we got we got to continue to 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 get that ball out and turn it over. And then offensively, we have to be at our best this week as far as protecting the football. Um, so, and then besides that, again, it's going to come down, I think, in a in a game like this, to you know, really good situational football. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to be good on third down and good in the red zone in in both phases. No doubt about it. And the Colts have been very good in, in both of those phases here lately on offense. That's head coach Frank Reich. It's the Colts and the Cardinals. Coach, thanks as always for the time before the game. Best of luck and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, Matt. Merry Christmas. So Frank Reich right there, voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. This is Colts Happy Hour. Pacers pregame show. Pacers Rockets, Gamebridge Fieldhouse tonight. That is underway at 6.30. By the way, uh, no Balcom Brogdon, that Achilles soreness situation he has, and a calf is going to lead Doma Sabonis not to play coming up later on tonight as well. Again, 6.30. Your pregame show is right here on the fan. More to come, including my conversation earlier this week with Jonathan Taylor. Indeed, he is in the market for an NFL MVP. Probably won't get it, but he is having a spectacular season. He is one of the Colts Pro Bowlers, and he talks about a variety of things, including just the greatness of that crowd and the game and the win over New England this past Saturday night in preparation for the Cardinals this Saturday night. Jonathan Taylor joins us coming up on the other side of Colts Happy Hour, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Colts Happy Hour. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. A full hour dedicated to Colts football. This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Colts Happy Hour. I'm JMB. Happy holidays to you. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. I, the truth or trash question, Colts will run for 200-plus yards Saturday night. Truth or trash, that is a lot, by the way. 
<laughs> a lot. We'll revisit that. If you want to answer the question, just lob it in here at JMV 1070, and I will read what you have to say a little bit later on. Centerpoint Energy is a proud sponsor of the 2021 Coach of the Week program. To see the winning coaches and to learn more about the program, please visit Colts.com slash high school football today. He has been outstanding and certainly well worthy of MVP conversation, even if he ultimately does not win it. We're talking about second-year running back Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Outstanding on Saturday night and fantastic this season. We'll talk about prepping for the Cardinals and the environment and the game that he had this past Saturday night inside Lucas Oil Stadium versus the Patriots. My conversation with Colts running back Jonathan Taylor from earlier this week. The Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline, an outstanding Saturday night for sure. Ended things, called ball game with that 67-yard touchdown run. Colts running back Jonathan Taylors via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Jonathan, happy holidays to you. How are you? How are you doing today? Happy holidays to you as well. Um, I think I know, but I want you to explain it if you could. I've had a lot of people ask me what exactly you were looking at on that uh, touchdown run to salt that game away on Saturday night. Uh, a lot of people thought you were trying to find out who was in pursuit of you. Was it something else? Yeah, so um, usually we, we have a call going into situations like that on whether, you know, hey, we we all know we have a great offensive line. We have a great offensive scheme. So, I mean, we can pop a big run at any time. So usually times like that, we usually have a call in saying, hey, you know, if we do pop a big one, make sure, you know, we go down before we hit the end zone. And um, we didn't get that call. And everyone, you know, a couple people in the huddle were kind of, you know, both ways hey we didn't get the call what are we what are we what mode are we in here so just making sure i didn't see anyone on the sideline pointing down telling me to go down before i crossed the end zone so let me get this straight you're running 23 miles an hour and you're looking at the sideline uh to see if you should go down or not (laughs) that's some that's some multitasking right there man it is definitely you want to you don't want to be that guy who scores when you're not supposed to (laughs) yeah you know that's man that isn't a moment there's no doubt about that but that was a a hell of a run and a hell of a game and I did want you to address this as well because something else I thought was really good on Saturday night and I mentioned this yesterday was was the crowd I mean that was a crowd I, I gave the example of a playoff game when Andrew Luck you know came back against Kansas City and they won that thing late that was the type of crowd how much of a difference is a crowd like that in a game like that for you guys Jonathan oh it's tremendous and I actually was talking to a couple teammates on the sideline about that saying I would hate to play here I mean it was so loud the other night and and Lucas Oil uh, and it showed it showed of you know pre-stat penalties from the other team Uh, I could just tell that I would hate to play here in a big game like that if I wasn't on this team because it was rocking yeah it was for sure and you you could tell um, you haven't been here that long but you can tell that you had a a fan base that was geared up for that one to say the least Oh, most definitely. I mean, they were primed and ready to go. I mean, you could tell it was it was so electric in there. Those fans, it felt like the fans thought they were playing. 
Well, they probably there are a lot of things that were playing into that too. There's no doubt, especially that late at night. But man, they they had been up for that for a long time, especially with all the sports stuff that was going on here in the the Circle City over the course of that Saturday afternoon. From the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, he does join us. I'm curious about this. Can you tell when a defense is wearing down uh, when you continue to go at them with the run as you guys do? I mean, you definitely can, can get little hints and signs, especially you know when some of the leaders on their defense are trying to to boost the morale and and get guys' confidence up, letting them know like, hey, we need to tighten up, we need to anchor down right here, like let's go defense, you know, just little things like that, and you can just know that you know some of the leaders are trying to rally some of their guys. Is there anything that told you that 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 sixty-seven yarder might pop there before you got the the handoff from Carson? You never know. That's why you, my college coach, head coach, Coach Chris, he always said that's why you play the game. You never know what play is to play, but the only thing you have to do is be prepared and ready for when that time comes. But, you know, everybody always talks about the defense, you know, stacking the box against you. Um, you know, and obviously to have a passing game, you just want the, the, the offense to be at the best of its ability. But that is, is that a concern with you because, you know, what your college coach has told you and what you believe in yourself when they stack the box to, legitimately try to take you out of the equation? Uh, the only thing you can do when teams try to stack the box is, is be patient. Um, you need to make sure that we're all on alignment, assignment, and technique because uh, one false move and then it, it's a tackle for loss or uh, it's a no gain. So one thing when teams stack the box, you just have to be patient, take what they give you, and continue to grind it out. I mean, we knew we knew it wasn't going to be tough. Uh, it was going to be a tough game uh, with a defense um, like that. So it wasn't nothing that we weren't expecting. So Jonathan Taylor, the Colts on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I mean, you carried that thing uh, often uh, in Madison, no doubt about that, and you have here as well. But I was kind of curious. I, I know that you don't mind the workload. Is there a sweet spot for you as far as carries per game? Uh, the only sweet spot I would definitely say is whenever we get the win. So if that had took 35 carries to get the win, then that's the sweet spot. If it only took two, then that's the sweet spot that game. Uh, that, that's just the number one thing is finding a way to score one more point than the opponent. Yeah. It, um, it just seems like that you, you're you pretty good with whatever's out there. I mean, if it's a heavy workload, as it as it has been, and certainly it was, or you know whether or not they're going a little bit more through the year, you're pretty comfortable with uh, whatever comes at you, I guess, game to game. That- you, you have to be, especially, you know, your team is trusting you to, to come in week in and week out to be at your best, however long that is needed. If it's for four quarters, 60 minutes, or if it goes into overtime, I mean, that's the commitment you give to your coaches and teammates is that I'll be ready every single week to be able to give you my all, however long it takes. You feel like this team is playing at its best this season as of right now? Do you get that feeling across the board with this group? Uh, we're definitely better now than from the start of the season, and that's just from accumulation of reps throughout the weeks, and that's what you want to happen as a, as a team. You want to be able to be getting better each and every single week as the season goes on, and we know there's still room for improvement, and that's our goal this week is to be able to attack this week at practice in order to find ways to get better from that performance that we had last Saturday and be able to build upon that. 
He is uh, Jonathan Taylor, culture running back on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Christmas night in the desert versus the Arizona Cardinals. I want to dive into that just a little bit with you in a second. But I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as far as the start you guys got off to compared to where you are right now. I mean, basically, we've been staring at what other teams are doing and watching other teams and looking at the standings for a long time. Do you get caught up in that? And if you don't, which is completely understandable, is it tough not to get caught up in all that? It can definitely be tough, but in this league, I mean, anything can happen. Anyone can be beaten on any given Sunday. So the best thing that you can do is is handle your business each and every single week. Because if you can do that each and every single week, then you control your own destiny. Yeah, it it just um, it seems like it'd be tough because I know everybody always says the right thing. I mean, your head coach says the right thing. You know, it's a week to week thing, and we're playing this team on this day. But it would seem like, especially with the start you guys got off to, that that maybe you may look at it. it'd be tough not to look at it. I guess is what I'm saying here, Jonathan. So yeah, and exactly that's exactly why you take it week by week. You know, this kind of start that we had, um, you just got to take it week by week. If we started looking ahead towards the end of the season, there's no way we would have been able to to climb out of that hole. That we were in at the beginning. Listen, I know that you were asked this after the game on the NFL Network on Saturday night, um, but besides that being asked or somebody like me asking you this, uh, do you hear much regarding the NFL MVP chatter that's going on about you out there? Uh, yeah, and definitely the fans when we're playing home in Lucas Oil, they'll shout those chants out, and and it's just a blessing. I feel honored to have people feel as though that should should be the case that my name should be considered. All right, Arizona on Saturday night, and I think we've known the story in the Cardinals the past couple of weeks. It has been a struggle for them against the Rams. It was a struggle at Ford Field against Detroit this past weekend. Uh, what do you see in the Cardinals, and specifically, what have you seen so far? What are you going to concentrate on from what they bring to the table, Jonathan? Defense. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I mean, that's a, it's a really good football team. I mean, they have an explosive offense, have a great defense. I mean, they do a great job of, of taking the ball away. So we're going to have to really lean on our fundamentals and technique. Um, ball security is going to be huge in that game as well. Um, like I said, those guys are, are, are phenomenal at turnover. So that's going to be a key point in the game. And, and as well as just being able to, to handle their playmakers on defense. They have a, a few playmakers, and we're going to have to do a good, great job of trying to neutralize them as much as we can. You know, the other thing, too, it's much like Saturday night. You get all these eyeballs in prime time where, you know, the only football game on. You're going to have that again coming up on Christmas night. Is there any extra juice that comes with that, you know, knowing that everybody in the NFL, everybody's going to be watching what you're doing? Oh, yeah, primetime is always a great time. Like you said, you're the only game on, and, you know, it's kind of like you're going out there to, to put on a show, but in your mind you're going out there to, to handle business and come out with the win. But it's actually really exciting, um, especially, you know, when you get to play in primetime, especially at home, though. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> that makes a difference. It really does. Jonathan Taylor is with us. Um, you enjoying Hard Knocks? Do you watch it on a weekly basis? Yeah, I definitely try to to watch it and keep up with it. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's like a reality TV show, except that you're in it. <laughs> do you? I mean, do you notice when when they're on you? Like when you're in the the running backs meeting room. This is why I asked this because I don't know if it was was it last weekend, Kyle, or two weeks ago when they were going over the accolades for what you accomplished, um, and everybody was clapping and and very excited in the room. You didn't look like you were feeling it too much. <laughs> Not, I mean, I didn't know if that was just by virtue you of how you feel normal basis or if you know that the cameras are in there it just kind of looked like that you're almost i don't want to say embarrassed but you, you kind of thought you know this, this is kind of odd was it awkward for you 
No, it wasn't awkward. And, and Hard Knocks, you kind of don't really notice they're around. They have a bunch of cameras kind of posted in the meeting rooms. And, and on the field, they're usually on the outskirts of the field. So unless you're really doing a one-on-one interaction with them, you kind of don't even notice that they're there. Yeah. And um, has it been enjoyable, not, not only to know that you're a part of this, but to be able to watch this every Wednesday night? It has been, especially knowing in the future, um, in years to come, when you'll have this footage to be able to look back on, and, and it'll be a great time to, to reminisce. Yeah. Playing at the best, the best time of year, this is, man, seriously, the best time of year for football right now, is without a doubt, especially when you feel that your team is playing maybe to its best of abilities at the right time of year, has to make it even extra special for you. It does make it very special to play around this time of the year. Not everyone gets that opportunity, so it's imperative that we take advantage of it. Yeah, and you got it on Christmas night in Arizona. It's uh, Jonathan Taylor running back of the Colts, and they get a team that should be ready and good to go in the Arizona Cardinals, no doubt about that. Jonathan via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. It's it's a pleasure to watch, there's no doubt about that, and thanks for straightening out that uh, 67-yard run story. I think that's pretty awesome. But you, the family, you everybody over there have a fantastic holiday and go get them on christmas night in arizona and thanks for stopping by here i appreciate it thank you so much you have a happy holidays as well it's uh, jonathan taylor who is awesome right there both on the field and conversationally on colt's happy hour brought to you by vandal sportsbook download the app today make every moment count on the other side you got to be listening i know a little bit of what rick vingeri might be thinking but he's going to tell you all about it he and voice of the colts matt taylor converse Regarding the matchup on Christmas night in Arizona, the Colts and the Cardinals, the radio voices will be back on the other side to tell you all that you need to know. This is a part of Colts Happy Hour 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Hey, welcome back. Casey Value gave us a little bit of... Bittersweet Symphony from the Verve right there. This is a big hit in the late 90s. These guys didn't get paid a cent because of the Rolling Stones and uh, copyright laws right there. Not a cent. Hey, Colts Happy Hour, 93.5107.5. The fan, the form credit union question of the week as follows. EJ Speed recovered a block punt for a TD against the Patriots the second time this season. He's done just that for a touchdown, becoming the first player with multi punt block return TDs in a single season since 2003. Who was the last player to do so? We'll have that answer coming up for you in just a bit. But right now, it is the breakdown you've been waiting for from the radio network, the former NFL coach Rick Venturi. Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, explain a little bit more in-depth about the Christmas night matchup in the desert. Matt. Yes, sir. JMV, let's roll out inside football with Rick Venturi here on Colts Happy Hour. The 8-6 and six Colts take on the 10-4 and four Cardinals, and Rick's going to explain how the Colts come out on top on Christmas night. Rick, let's start with the blueprints. Let's talk first about the Cardinals on offense. They're a top-10 offense in scoring and total yards. They're tied with Tampa Bay with eight 30-point games on the season, and it all, it all starts with dual-thread quarterback Kyler Murray. He's the first player in NFL history with six 
60 or more touchdown passes and 20 or more touchdown runs in his first 41 games. And he's just the second player ever with 10,000 or more passing yards and 1,500 or more rushing yards in their first three seasons joining Cam Newton. Uh, On the season, 69.8 completion percentage. That ranks second. His passer rating of 102.3 ranks fourth. In fact, he's had five games on the year over 120 in passer rating, which is tied with Kurt Warner for the most such games in a single season in team history. James Conner, great weapon at running back. He has 16 total touchdowns on the season. That ranks third in the NFL. And then in the passing game, it's former Bengal A.J. Green and rookie Rondell Moore out of Purdue carrying the load now that DeAndre Hopkins is on the shelf with an injury. And as you said, they also turn to tight end Zach Ertz as well in that capacity, Rick. So give us the skinny on the Cardinals offense heading into this game, a big game for them after a really bad outing against the Lions last week. Yeah, the first thing you got to know is that basically their offense is a combination of of NCAA football on early downs, and then it tries to become an NFL team on third down. And by that, I mean this is RPO City. Uh, This is zone reads with the quarterback, uh, bootlegs with the quarterback. I mean, he's going to run those zone reads and keep it. uh, No question about that. And then if they get behind in the count, you know, then they'll get in. They'll be in the gun all the time, but they'll get in the spreads and, you know, try to quick release it. Uh, I think, you know, I think you said this, and I agree totally. I, I think Connor is very underrated. He's having a really good year. He gives them a banger inside. He's a very tough runner. Um, he's got a little bit of juice in terms of uh, elusiveness, but he is, he's going to pound you. Uh, you have to tackle him and get him down. He's a better receiver than I thought coming out of the backfield. You can't go to sleep on him. He's a good route runner coming out, and he can catch it and run. So they've got a pretty good runner. You know, they got Edmonds back now. Edmonds was out, and so they've got a dual threat running back. Edmonds is smaller a little bit more of an elusive, loose play guy. And then they've got the three guys I said at receiver. I mean, A.J. Green is their split end, is their X guy. You know, he's the guy on the weak side that if you if you bring the coverage over, he's the guy they want to go one-on-one on the weak side. You know, A.J., we played against him a million times, acrobatic guy, you know, 50-50. Red zone, they, they'll throw fade to him every other play fade and back fade so you you really have to compete with him not the fastest guy in the world and i really believe you can jam the heck out of him at the line of scrimmage he gives you a lot of body to hit uh but you have to compete with him he's their one-on-one guy on the weak side uh kirk has really come on kirk is actually you know their leading receiver with 62 catches and 812 yards 13-1 five tds and he's a guy that is really excelling in the slot. He's sneaky fast in there. If he gets a bad matchup, he can get over the top. But he's having a really good year. And he, you know, his role without Hopkins has expanded. And just to regress one minute, the one other thing that I, I really like about Connor, 
this guy's hungry around the goal line. This guy's got 12 TDs. I mean, he's very hungry when he gets in the red zone. And then a couple specialists I think you got to really be ready for. We know Rondell Moore around here. I mean, he's a big play guy, ready to happen. You know, he's the return guy, the Purdue kid, but he is a reverse guy. He's run wildcat, speed sweeps, screen passes. They love to throw screens on first down to Kirk and to Moore and to Connor. That's one of their big approaches. But he's a guy that you have to cluster as a specialist. If he's around that backfield, he's around either in that tight wing or in that backfield, he's there for a reason. And you know he can take it to the house. And then I think one of the best hybrids tight ends in the league is Ertz. You know, Ertz is, he's got 34 catches, but, you know, he's got three touchdowns. They're going to get him the ball. Murray really likes him in that third and three to seven window, right in that tight window. He loves him, and then Maddie loves him in the red zone. So, you know, that's the skill part of their team. I mean, really, they're they're not very good in the offensive line. Uh, you know, they've got issues at, at left tackle. Uh, you know, with Humphreys, they got they got issues at, at at right guard, whether it's Garcia or Jones, their right tackle. But the problem is is you have to have such a disciplined rush against the sky. And he erases a lot of their issues with his ability to scramble. You know, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you've, you've, you've just got to make them play NFL football and cut his legs away. In, in terms of the must, again, very much, it's very similar to playing Baltimore, okay? You, you've got to have a good double-edged plan, okay? You, you've got to have a really good plan, and the Colts have been very good at this in the last couple years, of stopping the NCAA game, the zone reads. Um, and, but this guy's for real now. He's going to pull it and go. So you really, your edges have to be really be disciplined. You know, it's a form of option football, even though we don't think of it as option, but it really is. And you got to be really disciplined, and you got to gang tackle. Uh, I think probably along with that, and maybe even more importantly, is you just have to have a rush plan. And I'm not talking about necessarily a blitz plan. How do you rush this guy? Well, the first thing is do not let him on our edge. Okay, you have to set the edge on this guy. If he gets outside, I mean, all hell is going to break loose. It's going to be like a punt return, or he's going to throw that ball 45 yards downfield. So that it starts there. And then discipline inside because he can duck in and out and do the same thing. So, again, be very disciplined. Uh, I think when you're your four man rush, it's a little bit more of a mush rush this week. Uh, bring some pressure. And when you bring four, don't be afraid to play man to man and use Leonard as that fifth guy where he gets in there. And it's not really a hug, it's just almost a, it's almost a secondary blitz, but he has the ability, he has a sense for it. And then I think you should six-man blitz him sometimes. And, you know, when you six-man blitz him, you force him to throw hot, and you're taking his wheels away. So those are those are the big things. That's Rick Venturi. This is Inside Football. I'm Matt Taylor breaking down the Cardinals' defense as we shift over to that side of the ball. The Cardinals give up only 20 points per game, Rick. That's fourth best in the NFL. They've held eight teams to 20 points or less on the season, third most in the league, a top-five unit against the pass, allowing only 210 yards per game. And they get after you under defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. They're fifth in sacks this season and fifth in total sacks since 2019 when he took over. 
over. And the Cardinals are a very impactful defense, Rick. They might give up some yards, but they make up for it with impactful plays, such as 18 forced fumbles, tied for second, 60 passes defensed, 80 quarterback hits, 61 tackles for loss. And the biggest impactful player on that defense is Chandler Jones. He's the all-time leader in sacks in club history, leads the NFL in sacks, forced fumbles, and strip sacks since coming into the NFL in 2012. And among active players, trails only Von Miller in career sack total. So it's going to be another strong test for the Colts offense coming up on Christmas night. Yeah, and we've got a lot of experience in this situation, particularly with three teams, okay? This team is structured in a 3-4. Everybody has their versions of 3-4, you know, but we saw a 3-4 version, primarily a double sink um, against Tampa. Uh, We saw a 3-4 sink and and base 3-4 against uh, the Patriots, and now we come back and see a 3-4 with overlooks and double sinks and things like that. Now, where the commonality is on these teams and and it and it's good and it's bad, is that all these teams have big outside linebackers who are really rush guys first. I call them Clydesdales in coverage, and it hurts them. But what the the the, the structure is built so that those two guys on the edge are rushers more often than not. That that forces certain types of coverage, but it also brings five a lot. So they're disruptive, as you said. There isn't any question about it. And, you know, obviously it starts with Jones. Jones hasn't been quite as impactful as he was early in the season, and they're going to be on both sides. Sometimes Jones is going to be on the left. Sometimes he's going to be on the right. I think he'll be on our left most of the time. And then Golden, you know, Golden has 11 and a half sacks on the other side, number 44. So, you know, they're getting half of their sacks. You talked about the good sack number, but over 50% of them is coming out of those two guys. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that, that's something that you got to know going in. I like their two inside linebackers. I really do. They're two different kinds of guys. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Hicks is the, you know, he's, he's the leading tackler. He's the hammer. He reminds me of Bentley with New England. And then Simmons is a terrific athlete. He's he's not he does he's not the playmaker yet that Leonard is, but he's that kind of guy. He can blitz, um, he can run sideline to sidelines. He's a tremendous, you know, he was lottery pick uh athlete coming out of college. Um, very, very good. So you have kind of a I call him the hitman Hicks, and then you got Uber athlete in Simmons. Uh, I think a couple good safeties. I, I've always liked uh, Buda Baker. He's usually their down guy. When they make an eight-man front, they like to have him in the box or around it. And then Thompson's a very good guy at the free safety. Now, they've got one really good corner in Murphy. And Murphy was playing you know, the matchup corner, the number one corner, and then he was moving inside to play nickel. But Alford was struggling so bad that last week they made a switch on that and they left Murphy outside and they brought Hamilton in to play the nickel so that they didn't have as big a void on the outside. But, you know, you know, I, I, I think the other guy, I think the other corner uh, struggles to some degree. Uh, you know, Wilson, the young kid, I think you can get after him. Now, what they like to do uh, as a unit is they like to make their 3-4 
and what I call a load or an overshift. They like to shift everybody to the tight end, keep their backers weak, and then I thought we would get this from Belichick, but we didn't. Uh, and, and then bring uh, Buda Baker down into that strong side behind the linemen. And that's a really good balance front. That's something that you're going to see right. um, for they're going to try to set that up to stop Jonathan. It's uh, Rick Venturi, Matt Taylor right there on Colts Happy Hour, brought to you by Meyer, the official super center of the Colts. Proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Up next, EJ Speed with Matt Taylor and the answer to the Forum Credit Union Question of the Week. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Hey, welcome back. This is Colts Happy Hour, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Make every moment count. The Forum Credit Union question of the week as follows. EJ Speed, a block punt recovery for a TD against the pass past Saturday night. Number two on the season for him in that block punt recovery for a TD category, which is a very small number of folks that ever get in that category. Multiple times this season, he's done it for touchdowns. Um... And what's interesting about it is, who was the last person to do it twice in a season? The answer is Ed Reed that did it back in 2003 for the Ravens. Form Credit Union Fan Form section of Colts.com. Interact with other fans online. Post a topic and more. Form Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Speaking of EJ Speed and his special teams exploits, our good friend Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, has EJ in a conversation right now. Matt. Thank you, JMV. EJ Speed indeed joins us on the horn now, fresh off a monster game against the Patriots last time out. EJ, thanks for the time tonight. How are you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Congrats again on that Patriots win. What did that win mean for the team, beating a really good team here late in the season and making a statement to yourselves and the rest of the AFC with three games to go? Uh, I think we kind of like already made a statement to ourselves, but to the rest of the league, I think that was a great that was that was a great win to put everybody on notice that you know we coming for the playoffs, we coming for the whole thing, and we want a Super Bowl out of this year. Now you got the block punt touchdown. All right, take me through it. What went through your mind when you saw the ball in the end zone, just sitting there, and you're the guy, you're sprinting towards it. What was your approach at that point, trying to make a big play in a big game? Uh, just being being controlled and recovering, and let's you know, let's let's keep the game going. Let's, <laughs> let's finish this game and let's let's get a dub. But way easier said than done, right? I mean, how do you how do you keep your cool, right? The entire football world is watching. The crowd's going nuts. How do you maintain your composure in that moment? Um, it's it's it's, it's kind of unexplainable. I mean, you just got to be in a <laughs> position, kind of you know, just. Having athletic ability, just having, having, really having faith in yourself. You know that you built to make plays and you just make the play. No doubt it's not about too it. much thinking going on. So when you think too much, that's when you mess up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my problem, right? But you've you've got two block punts uh, for touchdowns on the season, man. Are, are you cherry picking? I mean, are you letting other guys do the dirty work and then you're cleaning it up for all the glory? What's going on? Not even. I mean, they just. I mean, I'm, I'm running to the ball. They, they, they say good things happen to those who run to the ball. So that's what happened. I play hard every play, and you know, just come out of. It. There's no doubt about that. You are just the third NFL player since 1994 with two block punt return touchdowns in a season. I mean, it's incredible. Which which one was sweeter, the touchdown against the Jaguars or this one against the Patriots? I'm gonna give it to the Jaguars. I actually got to get the ball in my hands and make something happen with it. <laughs> yeah, you did. But. Um, 
Both of them are both of them are blessing. Both of them felt good. Why are you guys having so much success on blocking punts? How much time and, and scheming goes into that in terms of preparation during the week? Uh, I think it's our mentality, our approach. We play hard. And when you play hard, pressure bust pipes. So, like, when you play hard, you get you, you get stuff. Good stuff. Good things come out of those who play hard on the football field. EJ Speed is with us, Colts linebacker. EJ, how much do you enjoy playing on special teams? Is that a mindset you have to have a love for it? Because you seem to love it because of how much impact you're having on these games. Uh, I think it, it just. I think it just comes from being natural. I, I can make an impact on defense, special teams, really wherever I'm put on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always been like that. I played multiple positions growing up, and a lot of a lot. Of, I played football a lot on the streets. I played, I played football from sunup to sundown. Me and my brother. So, um, it's, it's natural. It's anything on the football field is natural for me. I feel like. Well, that goes back to your high school days, right? You played running back, you played wide receiver, you played quarterback, even up until college, no? Yeah, kick return, punt return, all that. So it was, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, natural football player. All right, tell me, what's it like to play for uh, Bubba Ventrone, a former special teams great player in his own right in the NFL? How intense is he throughout the course of the week? Highly intense. I mean, you see it on the sideline. Uh, y'all ever get a chance to come in the building and they let y'all, I mean, just come to a practice and you'll see, you'll fall in love with the passion that he brings to the game when it comes to coaching. Was that your mindset when you first broke into the league, get on the good graces of Bubba Ventrone and bust your tail on special teams and prove that you can be a difference maker on on teams and on defense as a linebacker? Uh, I think I think when it comes to Bubba and me and when I first came in into the league, Bubba demanded Bubba demanded a certain type of playing style, a certain type of mindset to approach mm-hmm. playing for him, uh-huh. and he stayed consistent with it. And when he stayed consistent with it, it was just a gradual. I caught up to it, and now it's natural for me. I'm not even thinking of, like, on plays I got to play hard. It's just a natural thing that you play hard. And then you turn on the film, you like – you know, you turn with him, you look at other people, and you look at yourself, and you're like, man, I'm playing way harder than this guy. And then mm-hmm. that's why the plays come, because it's just a natural – you're naturally playing hard. It's like not even an effort. It's just a standard. There's no doubt about that. That's EJ Speed, Colts linebacker, with us. All right, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals up next, EJ. What do they look like on film, and, and what kinds of challenges do they pose on offense and on special teams? Uh, we're still working through the game plan, but I think uh, I think it'll be a great game. It's on Christmas, so I'm thinking that everybody will be high effort, and it'll be a fun game to play against. Play against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on on playing on Christmas night? Will you enjoy that, even though it's you know it's a holiday and you're going to be away from from family on that night? I definitely miss the fam, but I think uh, I think I'll, I'll be doing it. I think it's a great Christmas present for me to play on Christmas. I haven't played on Christmas a day in my life, so this will be the first time where I'm looking to do something special on Christmas. All right, last couple of things again with EJ Speed, Colts linebacker, with us. How much confidence does this team have right now? I know that's a tough question to answer. It's a tough thing to sort of of quantify, but you've won seven of nine. Two really big marquee wins right in the last couple of weeks over Buffalo and New England. How dangerous are the Colts right now? We rolling. Oh, you 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 see it? We we had a shutout versus Houston, and right. I ain't gonna even talk about the past. Just know we rolling right now. We excited. <laughs> we we juiced up, and I think anybody that's, that's, that that they put in front of us, we gonna we gonna run through. Absolutely, for sure. All right, EJ, your favorite Christmas gift of all time. I can't let you leave without uh, putting you on the hook as far as that goes. Favorite Christmas present you ever unwrapped under the tree? 
Actually, my favorite Christmas present wasn't even mine. My sister had got a uh, a Datsun. <laughs> we named him Junior. He got a Datsun. She had got a Datsun uh, for Christmas, and I fell in love with that dog. And he's 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 moved on now. Yeah. You know, all dogs go to heaven. So yep. shout out my boy. That's awesome. Great answer right there. EJ Speed, Colts linebacker, with us. EJ, thanks again for the time. Congrats on the win over New England. Good luck in Arizona on Christmas night, and enjoy the rest of the season. We'll talk with you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's uh, EJ Speed. Two scores on special teams with pl- uh, pump block situations this season. Pretty impressive right there with Matt Taylor. Via Colts Happy Hour, the Colts Audio Network includes the Colts official podcast, radio shows, press conferences, and player interviews, and is available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you download podcasts. Listen to exclusive Colts audio content on demand and stay up to date on the Colts on your schedule. Let us take a break. We'll come back for a final time. Get you set. Pacers, Rockets, Gamebridge Fieldhouse later on tonight. No Brogdon, no Sabonis, and Achilles for Brogdon, and a calf situation for Doma Sabonis. They will be unavailable against the 10 win Rockets later on tonight. Again, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, pregame show coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll come back on this festivus early evening and close up shop on Colts Happy Hour. It's 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. Caesar Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Emperor. Download it and get your first bet up to $1,001 matched. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour. An inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. False start by the host right here on Colts Happy Hour. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Uh, You learned today that, indeed, Mark Lewinsky went on the uh, COVID list. And we also learned that Andrew Sendejo and Ryan Kelly are going to be out for that matchup. Coming up on Saturday night now, Lewinsky joins Rock Yassin and Kamoko Ture on the COVID list as of this afternoon. All right, a quick update for you too. I'm not going to be in here tomorrow doing the regular show. In fact, none of us will, but I will be back coming up on Saturday, late afternoon. Colts pregame huddle with me, Bill Brooks, and the Goreman will take shape around about 5.30 coming up on Christmas afternoon, and then we'll get you set for that Colts and Cardinals matchup in Glendale later on that evening. So we'll get you there at 5.30 and then obviously count down to kickoff with Matt and Rick and Lara. Coming up after that and then game time should be incredibly entertaining from Glendale with that matchup with the Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. Up next though, Rockets and Pacers, Gambridge Fieldhouse. The pregame show is coming at you. Then the story will unfold on this Festivus holiday. Thank you very much, Corbin. Good to see you, Eddie. Pacers hoops coming up next. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Merry Christmas.